Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the LFG cast, your one-stop shop for everything lifting, feasting, and gaming related. Now, I know if you're in the Discord, I said we were going to do a little bit of a more personal episode this week, uh, and that's kind of what this is. Uh, I am joined once again by Zeph and Blade. Hello. And we are going to be talking about the spiciness that Bungie has just dropped on us this week. We're going to gush. We're going to just touch on some... Uh, some big points and you know that's really gonna be it this this isn't live this is just something we wanted to whip up for all the destiny fans out there so i guess first things first how how pogged out of your mind are you uh super pogged because right now i am Cleaning out my vault, we had confirmation from Luke Smith in an interview that uh, as long as the armor has been in your collection, legendary armor, I assume anything else, but like the big mm. thing for everybody is legendary armor. If it has been in your collection, they're going to scrub your account data, right? And mm -hmm. they are going to take all that information and that will be available for you for transmog. So everybody just kind of sighed, massive sigh of relief. Because now the vault bloat is going to be diminished just a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Now, do we know Transmog's coming when? Season 13? We they, assume. We assume. All right, like, so they haven't said they anything. They just gave yet. us the go-ahead to chill on that and okay. get rid of it. So, yeah, like, that's huge because that means literally anytime you literally get any legendary gear anywhere, like yeah. post Postmaster, you pick it up off the ground, decrypt it from an engram. Yep. Like, it's, it's there. Um, yep. So that's huge. The second thing is that so there was a bunch of stuff in the TWAB and we're going to try and focus on the Vidoc, but like a couple things I want to touch on from the TWAB that I'm really excited about. Full vendor refreshes. Mm hmm. Huge. Which I assume is across the board because they didn't specify like core playlist vendors. They were like vendor refreshes. Yeah, I think it's just so across the board. like I'm assuming like. Uh, like maybe this is this is like a, a shot in the dark, but like maybe Devrim gets a refresh and maybe Failsafe gets one. Maybe um, those are the two like maybes. Mm -hmm. Um, I assume Petra and Spider are gonna have the same since they don't give you loot outright. Mm -hmm. Which which I actually like wish they would. I wish you could purchase the armors from them. Um. But that's just a me thing. So full vendor refreshes. Yeah. So Saladin, guaranteed it's going to be Saladin. Yep. Zavala, Shax, yep. and... Yep. Um, Drifter. Drifter. Well, I mean, Drifter might have some. He doesn't have any tokens now, but like... He, right. for the new Gambit, we're probably getting some new items. Right, yeah. So there's going to be like new gear. You probably mm -hmm. won't be able to get the ghost that he had. You might be able to get the ghost. Who knows? That might still be tied to infamy resets. Because you can mm -hmm. still get Kill Tracker from Shax. Um, I'd love to see Vanguard Ghost Shells make a return and Iron Banner Ghost Shells because those have been pretty absent from mm -hmm. Destiny 2. I think Banner may have had one. And if like if you didn't mm -hmm. get it, now it's like, oh, you could still technically get it from rank ups, but it's like a big shot in the dark. Um, that was something always cool about d1 someone brought up a good point on twitter uh let ikora sell class items like the speaker uh, did just in general let ikora do something please yeah 
um like i saw the tweet and it started off as a thread of like remember how dope the stuff was from the speaker back in d1 mm-hmm. like all the cloaks and bonds and like that's literally all it was was class items he didn't have mm-hmm. anything else like maybe he had some mats i think he might have had ascendant shards or something um something like that but yeah like because he had like the the binary phoenix cloak and stuff Bungie, do it. Give give Ikora if you're gonna, you know, if you want to do something with Ikora, give her class items. Don't give her tokens. Just give her class items and make them worth, let's say, a couple shards and some glimmer, right? Mm-hmm. Don't you don't have to add a whole another currency because you're they're deprecating a lot of currency. So anything tied to, uh pre-forsaken and theoretically post-forsaken in term of consumables is going away so your paradox amplifiers all your escalation stuff is going away in terms of like mats and everything uh the only thing they did not say was going away at least in their general list was planetary mats like alkyne dust and and things like that but they did say in the twab spend them now if you want to spend them yep otherwise spider will just give you some glimmer for them at the end of season 12 i think uh yeah by the yeah, end yeah. Of season by 12. the end of the season he will give you um by the end of season 12 he will give you glimmer for them so if you want just pieces of gear even if you don't have enough to get like full sets you might as well just spend them now because glimmer has never been hard to come by um mm-hmm. and that's just my hot take so switching gears because uh i want to get over through the vidoc because the vidoc had a lot of juicy things the vidoc was the spiciest thing i think i've seen all week in a while next to like <laughs> that was wild yeah i think the two spiciest things i've seen this week is the vidoc and the world of warcraft story trailer announcing shadowlands coming out at the end of november those were like the biggest spicy things mm-hmm. um so i've got some notes here we're just gonna just gonna go through it you and me and uh you know when we get done we get done so all in all uh really good yeah. Um arguably one of one of their best in my opinion. The like mm-hmm. the only other Vidoc I can remember off the top of my head is Age of Triumphs when they showed off the Vault of Glass ornaments. Yeah. And like maybe something about Forsaken. Other other than that, I don't remember too many Vidocs. Um this was mentioned in an interview Luke Smith did uh the expansion is going to be smaller than forsaken yep but bigger than shadow keep yep so now he said with their current manpower and budget which you know makes sense some people you know we know think that it's going to be like the foreseeable future we won't get anything as big as forsaken here's my thought process right mhm would you would you say in terms of content Forsaken was bigger than Taken King? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So would you would you arguably say that the way it goes in terms of biggest content is Forsaken, then Taken King, and then maybe Rise of Iron and Shadow Keep tied for third, right? 
currently okay currently so what i think is because luke smith also said in the viaduct that they're they're still hiring at bungie like they're still expanding yeah. the company um i know they are working on a new ip that's currently also being done under the hood mm -hmm. my thought process is maybe we won't get something as big as forsaken maybe in this trilogy right because um mark noseworthy was like this is a new trilogy yeah. Beyond Light starts the next saga for Destiny. Um, mm. Just like Crota's End was the first saga for the Taken King and House of Wolves led into yeah. the Taken King and all that stuff. Um, they, I, and again, I don't know the inner workings of game devs, so take what I say with a grain of salt. I think that we could get by Lightfall. If Witch Queen doesn't do it first, I think Lightfall could be as big as the Taken King. Uh, I could see it. Yeah, I'm not going to rule it out. I could definitely see it. Right. Um, but I also think, say this year is just a banner year, right? Say the next two, two years, right? Leading up to Lightfall mm -hmm. are just banner years for Bungie. Yeah. And they, they, they keep expanding. Like say their new sure. IP is just a is just a banger, right? Yeah. I think that there's always the possibility of somewhere down the line we get something as big as Forsaken. Whether I mean down the line, sure, yeah. sure. I don't but think it's that's not, for it's a not, while though. No, 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 yeah. It's not gonna be before Lightfall. Yeah. You know, you could you could make the the argument possible possibly lightfall will be as big as forsaken but that's way too far down the pipe to for us yeah we just don't for know us smooth brains to figure out mm -hmm. um so let's see next trilogy bigger than shadow keep what what okay so what were your initial thoughts on the trailer before we start getting into like each point individually on the trailer on the vidoc i mean the vidoc like okay. overall um i mean overall did it tickle that... your pickle it did. That answered um, a lot of questions. It hit a lot of uh, hype points that made the brain go tingly. Uh, big brain. Big brain. But definitely brain happy with Vidoc. Uh, they brought up a lot of lore points. Like, mm -hmm. they didn't expressly discuss them. But they brought up a lot of points in lore that people are like, what are you doing with this? Right. You know, and we're, uh, we're going to get so, into a couple of them later on. Yeah. And so it's really good to see Bungie actually taking the time now that they have the liberty to do so to like go back and address things, because that's been one of the biggest complaints with and around Destiny is that like, oh, you know, They'll start mm -hmm. all these stories and then never finish them, which is true. Yeah, you know, like they oh, just yeah. have a bunch of threads hanging out there in the wind. Like, where are you going with this, man? Um, so awesome that they're doing that. I really like what they're doing with the new destination, how they're making it feel super dynamic and harsh. Um, as an aside, like not the game itself, but I really like how they tossed in the sound design segment because that's something that's always really interesting to me like how mm. they capture the atmosphere so i appreciate that they put that in the viaduct yeah that, um, was, that was definitely cool um going back off what you said about starting stories they yeah we kind of started getting those with 
Curse of Osiris. Yeah. It was like even even some like hinting at D1 at D2 vanilla when you do the the mm-hmm. missions on Nessus and Ghost is like there's something in the code about Osiris yeah. and then you do the Pyramidian and Ikora is like I thought I heard Osiris's voice. And you're like, "Ooh, buddy." And you're like, "Ooh, spoopy, right?" Um yeah. continued with Warmind. We got a more we got a bigger look at the hive theology with Zal yeah. and Nocris. Which were again, Nocris was, I didn't know, Nocris was hinted at in D1. Oh, uh, yeah. And then as the season started, we really didn't start tying threads until Season of Dawn, I think. Yeah. Um, because there was Awoken stuff. No, okay, so Forsaken did tie a thread up with Marasov. Kind of. And it, 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 it moved her chess piece, let's say. Yeah, like, I, I'll say move. that. Um, and like her story is definitely not wrapped, but we got more no, insight yeah. into what's going on. Season Season of Dawn, I think, started wrapping stories and bringing characters back. Obviously, with the inclusion of Saint Fourteen, mm-hmm. um, and as stuff like that progressed. So, speaking of, because uh, I have here, where is it? Um, speaking of characters, so the the trailer opens up. Obviously, they're doing sizzle reels throughout the whole thing while they're talking. Yep. We got the... Um, so we got a glimpse at a fight scene, and we see Drifter toss what I assume is a stasis grenade. Yeah, that's now, what it looks like. Yeah. So the reason I say that is because in the story trailer we got today, we see... We kind of have a couple pieces of that scene. So we have the scene where the strangers with Eris and Drifter, which takes place after the sizzle reel of them like meeting drifter lands his mm-hmm. ship eris walks through stasis yep the stranger sparrows over uh and she's like this is what i wanted to show you in the story trailer we got the line and our guardian is right on time so i assume yep. that's when we land yep and then i assume the battle with aramis has fallen take place and in the vidoc we see the drifter toss a stasis grenade in the story trailer we see eris make a wall we yep. see the stranger use what I assume is like the Titans is the behemoth shatter because she like slams her fist to the ground. She does the shatter. She also does a weird blink type thing. I'm not sure if that's yeah, like yeah, stranger yeah. inherent or if that's she, what it was that almost is. it was almost like the stranger was Wardcliffe coil for two seconds. Yeah, like she jumps was, up and she weird. Like spider grenades everybody. Um, yeah. So we get that. And then as the Vidoc keeps going, we get a. Zavala and Osiris mm-hmm. talking uh-huh. with what looks to be Red Legion. Now I'm saying Red Legion and not Callus's Cabal, specifically for their armor. They had that very Legionnaire armor on. They had the big, uh, like the wreath around one of their heads. And as far as we know, Callus is nothing to do with this next expansion. Like the Leviathan is gone, so unless he like yep. makes landfall, um, what was your reaction when you saw Zavala and like Osiris being like the brooding Sasuke leaning against a wall, and there's just two legionaries chilling? Uh, it immediately threw me for a loop until the details later in the Vidoc, but my initial impression was literally, "What the hell's going on?" Uh, it's like uh, Bungie, but... Bungie, what'd you do? Bungie. Yeah, exactly. That immediately reeled me in. And then 
putting it into context of stuff that's been said in the story, uh, um, either through lore cards or actually literally said, and then given context with stuff in the Vidoc, it made mm -hmm. a lot of sense. But that was a great two second if you were looking shock piece to really draw oh, yeah. you in. Oh, yeah. 100, 100%. 100% agree. Um, mm -hmm. So then Luke Smith says this line, and this is what I wanted to get to when... Uh, so earlier in the Vidoc, he said, "Who you're going to find out who was right and who wasn't. Yeah. Um, and they, they definitely, like, lean into, oh, yeah, the Vanguard was, like, divided this year mm -hmm. in Season of Arrivals. And it's like, well, all mm -hmm. right. So Zaval is off with the Cabal. Eris is dealing with the darkness. Um, mm -hmm. I, I had mentioned to you earlier, uh, I want factions. Yes. Bungie's really like heavy handed with like, you know, it's time like it's time to get into that. I think Eric Osborne was like, now we're going to get into that gray area where yeah. we deal with light and dark. And it's like, OK, yep. so, you know, I definitely see them being able to do some. Uh, like zealot characters with it. Yeah, I think that'd be like really that. cool. Um, Like some fanatics. And then Luke Smith says, arguably the cheekiest line. You correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, he goes, the stranger is back and she has a lot to say. And she has plenty of time to explain. Yep. I was like, all right, man. Okay. I see you. All um, right. So then, so that happened. That was really excited. Uh, we speak. So we now have confirmation of at least two or one cutscene where we speak because we've heard two different uh bits of dialogue mm -hmm. so we know that that's really cool someone pointed out we our guardian only speaks when things get really dark and depressing like really bad really really bad i mean yeah except you know d2 vanilla but you know yeah i mean uh, the, even then you could argue things were really bad you know mm -hmm. so we get a glimpse of the entrance to the raid uh, because we see yep. the six guardians land now the theory and this is like if you haven't realized we're talking spoilers on this episode i'll make sure to put it in the title so you know well also just like hold up for the benefit of the crowd from here on out so there have been spoilers but from here on out there are going to be spoilers we're going to give you Dude. 10 seconds of silence and then everything else after this it's a spoiler you've been warned so starting now in 10 seconds it's going to be spoilers starting now okay these are all spoilers go ahead okay so the big thing and i know as cross talked about this in his video you and i have talked about it as i've been thumbing through the collector's edition logbook uh, yeah the big theory right now is the raid boss is clovis bray in some shape or yeah. form now whether and it's i an, agree with that it's an exo or a mech but the i mean it's gotta be a mech right bray. come on so someone as cross brought up the point uh, cause he was going in, did he went deep with his lore? He was like, mm -hmm. he started bringing up site six and he started okay. bringing up Siva and he was yeah. like owl sector. And I was like, my God, I forgot yeah, owl sector is a, a thing. Bring them back. Uh -huh. That was, that website was dope. Bungie more AR stuff, please. Um, mm -hmm. 
So he theorized, and then he talked about, you know, Clovis Bray. He liked dealing with live test subjects. He didn't care what he did, which is, yeah. you know, that's, that's, that's what I'm getting from this book. So I don't think Aramis is going to have anything to do with Siva. I think she's strictly stasis. She is a, a vehicle for stasis in this expansion. However, mm. with the return of the Cosmodrome. Yeah. I would not be surprised if Bungie starts hinting at Siva in the raid. Now, I'm not saying yeah. give me a Siva raid, but I'm saying if we get the Clove, if we like theoretically Clovis Bray is the final boss, if we get to that encounter and the man has either like some form of Siva around him or we notice Siva as we descend deeper into the raid. Yeah. Because obviously the rest of the rest of the season is going to build to uh, the rest of this year is going to build to to the Witch Queen. So obviously we know yeah. the Siva's not coming in the Witch Queen, but we could get a season of Siva. I mean, I'm going to say it unequivocally right now. You can mark the date. You can mark the time. We are going to find traces or lore indications of Siva on Europa. There is just no way we don't. Mm -hmm. I'm marking. I'm marking the time. Six. Morning, oh my god, it's actually doing it, the mad lad. PM. I put but it in my everybody else. the show notes. Like, I'll, I'll take the L. I'll take the L, but there is no way we do not find indications or traces of SIVA on Europa. There's just no 100%, way. 100% agree. Even if it's not in the raid, you know we're going through a Clovis Bray facility. There's going, because yeah. the raid is the Deepstone Crypt. That's what we forgot yeah. to mention. The raid is the, raid is the, the DSC. Yeah, it's the big daddy. Right, so like, um, we've been talking about this for years, on and off. Yeah, and whispers so we're or going overtly. to. Yeah, if if we do not get any hint of Siva or Insaladus, because even in the in in the collector's edition stuff, they mention Insaladus on the Vanguard yeah. note that I received. So mm -hmm. that's that's big big, you know, mark your calendars, fam. Um, so the next big thing is uh, the weather system. Yeah. Man, so very I cool. I don't think they're gonna do this, but I think this would be really cool. But I also think it'd be a little limiting. So they talk about how the weather system's going to be so thick and bad at points that you are going. They are introducing thermal optics on the guns that you get from Europa. So yep. that means we're getting a Europa vendor in some form. We are going to have Europa specific guns, just like we did with, um. The Tangled Shore, yep. just like we did with the Dreaming City. Yep. And they now I don't know if they're guaranteed to roll thermals or if there's a chance to roll thermals or like, you know, they didn't specify, but they said thermals are coming, which is huge. But what I think would be so cool, and I don't know if they'll do this, I don't think they will. But they're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be so dense. You're not even going to be able to see like the the glowing eyes of the fallen. Yep, could you imagine? Could you imagine if it was so harsh that we specifically had to wear the Europa gear? Or have a mod equipped to to not take damage. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when uh, you're in uh, when you're in like Call of Duty Warzone, you need a gas mask to not take damage from the gas. But it only lasts a certain time, like something like that, but like permanent. Yeah. 
That'd be cool. Uh, I don't think they'll do know, it. I could see it. I could see it, but I don't think they'll force player decision. Like right. That, that's no. that because they've been they've been really heavy handed with like it's player choice time, baby. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, they confirm Aramis got to Europa first. So yep. I think the way it's going to look in the lore is zero hour happens. Yep. Aramis then goes and unites the House of Kings, the House of Devils. And the House of Dusk. Mm-hmm. Or whatever is left of the House of Kings, because Aldrin and the Fanatics took that. Um, yeah. So she made it to Europa first. And I, I gotta say, the the more close-ups I get of Aramis's design, I love it. Like, the yeah, ice she's wreath. Very, cool. very mm-hmm. aw. Literally me, wearing the darkness. Mm-hmm, gives me a lot of, like, Aurelia vibes from Borderlands, the pre-sequel. A little bit, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The biggest hype moment from Aramis is when she just sucker punches a servitor. Yeah. She says, we will not. Um, she says something like, we will break our chains and then turns yep. around and literally destroys a servitor with her bare hands. Yep. So this is like a huge paradigm shift for the fallen because it's always been like, those are machine gods. Even to you the point to where, live. like, the Splicers rebuilt Sepix mm-hmm. with Siva to worship yep. it again. Uh, so that's huge. Aramis also gives a little speech. We get more of her speech and how um, they're going to make the great machine feel their pain. Yeah. Which I think is, you know, really interesting because we don't get... We get some indications of, like, the whirlwind... And like the traveler just up and leaving civilizations. It gets whispered about. Yeah, but we don't get, uh, you know, we don't get too many because when the traveler tried to leave our system, our gigabrain AI shot it down. Uh, you know, A something like that. Um, so just some quick notes. They show off, uh, we get a new dark UI. Yep. Which Very we cool. have seen on the triumphs page, but now they showed it in the. Um, character screen but you know what's curious about it hmm. uh, overall the, 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 the gray was generally darker but the UI didn't turn like that midnight blue and black until they equipped stasis yeah which so I think really that's cool. a very cool design yeah yeah so I think if they generally just darken the UI on normal and then if you have stasis equipped it gets to that midnight color oh that's beautiful yeah. I love I love dark themes um mm-hmm. they're good for my goblin eyes when I'm hoarding stuff late at night when you're hunched over your chair at 3 a.m exactly uh quick things if you didn't miss it uh when they're talking about I think when they're talking about right before they start talking about the aspects and the fragments Mm-hmm. You can see a shot of a Vanguard Suros, which we think is an auto. Yep. And then immediately after you see a purple Suros, like in terms of like color scheme, it's like reef made pink and purple. Um, that could either be a pulse or another auto rifle. Reef made, you like that one. So, yeah, dude, the good shader. Um, so then they talk about aspects and fragments. So aspects are going to be the more they use the word profound so they're gonna have the bigger impact on your super and it seems like aspects are gonna be shared across not shared across characters but like every class will get the availability of the same aspects 
Yeah, they what said the classic Gnostic for that specifically. They said that for fragments. So fragments oh, okay, right, right. are classic Gnostic. So every mm -hmm. class is going to have different fragments. Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is really cool, especially if they bring this system into the current um supers down the road. Yeah. I like having like general items and then class specific items. I agree with that. Uh, and then some of the things we've seen with fragments is like one of them deducts like 10 strength from your mm -hmm. build. The other ones just heighten things. So I think that's really cool. And it's going to be fun to mix and match with exotic weapons. Yeah. Speaking of exotics, uh, they showed off more. No time to explain. Mm -hmm. And we've had uh, the one person fire team confirmed. Yeah, because we've seen from the, the catalyst that the little portal will shoot faster mm -hmm. which is dumb i love it uh also Super good. can confirm that it works with arc buddy yep so yep like obviously heavy weapon dps has always been dps and d2 not like d1 d1 you could like have some like you know special weapon sniper that would be classified as dps depending on the fight but well, my thought process is, could you imagine six guardians in a rift, all with arc buddy, and they all manage to pop their portal? Which won't be that hard, because again, it's just precision hits or precision kills. So yeah. Oh, is it hits? I thought it was kills I've... only. Uh, well, it's hits on stasis, right? It's right. Precision hits on stasis targets, and it's okay. also kills. Oh, so you so always like, so that's like not someone's, be that hard. you stasis a boss and then your entire fire team pops up in the rift and they all pull out no time to explain and just brrr. it's going to be a little silly. Um, So I'm pretty sure that's got to be the season exotic because the grenade launcher is a quest line. Yeah, that's been confirmed by the roadmap and they're giving no time away, no time to explain away to pre-orders. Yep. So I assume it's going to be like Iron Gallahorn and it's going to be like, um, what's the trace rifle? Cold Heart. Cold Heart. Yeah, mm -hmm. I assume it's going to be like, that's going to be the, the season pass exotic. And if you have the pre-order. Actually, no. I don't. You know what? Mm. I don't think that'll work because the the pre-orders get you the gun the catalyst yeah. and the ornament yeah wouldn't that be the season track no because the catalyst you would have to do for a quest if they yeah, keep but it the that's same how they've always done it right i mean like i guess the benefit of pre-ordering it is you get the ornament first instead of the ornament exactly. being at the end of the track okay maybe we'll have to we'll have to see we have no idea what's in the season pass uh besides ten thousand five hundred bright dust which is um, huge. We love big, that. Oh, dude, I'm good. so happy. So then they went over exotic armor. Um, they didn't go over any hunter armor, though. They only went over the Titan and the Warlock armor, specifically yep. Ice Mantle, which is my that's that's the one I'm excited for. Uh, I'm gunning you, for it. You slam your fist, you get an overshield, big pog. Super useful for single players and solo play in PvE. Mm hmm. And then uh, mm -hmm. they went over the Necrotic Grasp for the Warlock, which I'm actually also super excited about. Maybe I think people are sleeping on it. I do too. Because the way it was explained in the exotic trailer is you melee them, that enemy's poisoned, and then when you kill them, it spreads. 
Yeah. So that can be stupid depending on the encounter you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, I noticed in one of like the sizzle reels, they there's a new LMG. It's blue and red, yep. like all the Europa stuff. So that's big because LMG needs some love. Mm-hmm. Also, this got pointed out either in Bife's Vidoc breakdown or as to crosses. And you can miss it because I didn't notice it. The clip where they're showing where they're showing the necrotic grasp, they're in the Omnigul strike. Yeah. But it's named. But it's different. different. It's completely different. It's yep. called the Disgraced. And there is uh, a new boss called Naroda or Navoda. I can't remember. Navoda. Navoda. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's going to be tied to the season. Because we're yeah, getting we're getting a strike, a new strike called the Glass Ceiling, which I think is going to be tied to the campaign and the expansion. Wait, isn't it called the Glassway? I thought it was the glass ceiling. It could be the glassway. I don't know. Um, I mean, kind of hilarious if it's called the glass ceiling, but I think it's the glassway. I could be right. wrong, too. Um, so I think that's going to be huge for... Actually, you know what? We have Discord open. Let me just... Oh, uh, yeah, just pull it up. Let me just go into the into the chat for the clan. No, I want Destiny General. Why is that down? Uh, um, okay, there's the Hoots for stuff. Okay, so here's the meme page. Um... The Glassway, you're right. Very right, cool. Um, Glassway, and then the raid is the Deepstone Crypt. So I think the Omnigul Strike is either going to be tied to the New Light campaign mm -hmm. or tied to the Seasonal Quest. Because the Seasonal Quest, as we'll get into real quick, is all about the Hive and uh, a certain someone. A certain someone. So then we got everyone's favorite Fast and the Furious hybrid, Shaw Han, aka As yep. to Cross. Uh, um, he's gonna be. I assume he's gonna be the Cosmodrome vendor because he has weekly bounties. So. Um, whether or not there's gear, I don't see. Because like, here's the thing. I don't know if they'll do two different sets for Earth. I don't know if they'll do an EDZ set and a Cosmodrome set. They might. Which would be huge, yeah, I think it's but I don't, to I don't. On that. I think he'll definitely have uh, bounties and maths, so that'll be cool. So now here's the big stuff. The season's called the season of the hunt. Yep. And apparently, Osiris has found some hive disturbings, and apparently, it's causing hive to go massively insane. And at this point in the trailer, we're back in the Shrine of Oryx, which uh, D1 vets will know. Really mm -hmm. great strike. The Malik strike, where you go fight your boy Malik. Um, and I don't know if it was it in it was in one of the nightmare hunts, right? Yeah, it's the fanatic one. Yeah. Um. So we see a cutscene with us talking to Osiris. Uh, Osiris gets boo-booed by a knight that has hilarious. super glowing green eyes. I mean, more than usual. Um, 
we literally stand there. In the cut they showed us, our guardian does nothing. Like, Osiris's scout rifle falls to the ground in front of us, and we just clench our fist. Which, like, come on, Grandpa. You're still using a scout rifle in 2020. What are you, what are you doing? Come on, where's your CQC? You know, where's your perfect paradox? Mm -hmm. We know there's mm -hmm. two. Um, and then our favorite, our favorite surprise happens. Do you wanna, you wanna tell people? Uh, you want? I want you to 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 take this part because I've been going on like crazy for the past thirty minutes. Uh, well, our favorite surprise is that this night somebody uses an abide the return in twenty twenty to kill him, and abide the return's an awful sword. But imagine not using quick thing. Imagine not using Quickfang or Fallen Guillotine. Like, come on. Um, but Abide the Return is from the Dreaming City. And the person who is wielding the sword is this hooded, shadowy figure who steps into the light, quite literally. And it is Aldrin Sav, now called the Crow, uh, with his ghost, who then pops up and says, We told you it was dangerous down here. Which means he and Osiris had had previous contact, and Argos is just mm -hmm. trying not to drop every single F-bomb, but says, impossible. <laughs> so, so, Aldrin is back as the crow. He shows up, and so in all the cinematic, because we then go to see him in a cinematic where we go to talk to the spider, which is going to yep. be tied to the seasonal quest, which comes out a week after launch, which I think is ingenious. Yep, very good. Stagger your content, Bungie. Make it, you know, like, all. Oh. Um... But things to note about Aldrin, he's using Abide the Return, which is a Dreaming City sword, specifically. Mm. Uh, his cloak has the spider mark on it. And every time we see Aldrin, his hood is covering half of his face with only one of his piercing yellow eyes being shown and half of his mouth. Mm -hmm. uh, so he's full emo. He's full emo. He's gone full uh, Sasuke. There's no getting him back. Hold Pork confirmed speaks, which is the third ghost to co we've canonically heard talk. Yep. Next to ours and um, Sagira. That's yep. huge. Uh, Uldren works for Spider. We're going to have to work for Spider while working with Osiris. So essentially, there are these monoliths that are appearing across the system by the one and only Zivu Arath. Mm -hmm. which I assume that is now the canonical way to say her name because yep. we always thought it was Shivu, but every developer in that Vidoc was like Zivu Arath. Yeah. Um, and apparently these monoliths are calling Elixni, which again, they didn't say Fallen. Mm-hmm. Which I always find interesting when developers use, after like something's called... A certain thing for so long developers use a different word for it yeah it's never usually like misplaced. it's not a throwaway thing no yeah. yeah like they didn't say red legion they said cabal and elixni and it's like mm -hmm. maybe that's something but we know these are going to show up i assume the moon uh dreaming city the dreaming city which you were very happy about yeah and tangled shore yeah so uh, and probably Earth, maybe Nessus. We don't know. Uh, and we don't know if they're going to show up on Europa. But this is the seasonal stuff. There is going to be seasonal armor. They 
mentioned that Sivorath is essentially building an army. Yep. And the developers are like, we really are interested to see what her relationship with Savathun is. And they, again, they're very heavy-handed with all of this dialogue. It's like Savathun has been placing dominoes all year. Mm -hmm. This year is going to build to Witch Queen, where Savathun finally knocks the domino over. Yep. So, like, my god. Um... But arguably the, the most exciting moment out of the Vidoc is the moment we see Aldrin sob. Yeah. Till the end. Uh, like that, all the season of the hunt moments. stuff. That's a moment where I wish they had kind of kept it under the hood, but seeing it, I was very excited. Yeah, it's okay. So it's like, it's like the Cade death. Like mm -hmm. if they didn't tell people Cade was going to die. Dude, Forsaken would have been like, that would have been wild. A completely I've... different ball game of an expansion. Yeah, but I mean, that tells me again, like there's so much under the hood that they're not telling us that I don't even mind that they're like, here, this is a crumb, you know? That yeah. makes me more excited. Um, They did specify that one of the developers was like, we know what he's done and we know what he's capable of. He has no recollection of it. So we're yep. going to see him go back and forth with that all season. Which means, dude, I think at some point we are going to get that scene from the Cosmodrome. Not one for one, but there has to be a cutscene where our guardian confronts Aldrin. And if it's not with our guardian talking, I don't want it, Bungie. <laughs> I do not want my ghost talking to Aldrin Sov for me. I want my guardian to make a remark whether they're out whether it's a it's a it's a quest it's a specific mission whether it's a seasonal like thing whether it's via comms i want my guardian i want Aldrin sov to essentially make some remark similar to it's kind of hard to talk with the city breathing down your neck and my guardian to turn around and be like do you have any idea what you did before you were risen as a guardian mm-hmm I also do like Bife's notion of our guardian of the script flipping and having our guardian be the one to go. This is how we talk out here. Yeah. And like pull the gun. But like time will tell. We're two weeks away. We're less than two weeks away. Longest two weeks of my life, bro. Dude. So we have three days left in this week. Mm -hmm. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. We have exactly. Twelve days before i disappear before i'm gone no yeah i am i am wholeheartedly not playing a single unless it's on my stream mm -hmm. with rise of the tomb raider if you if you guys watch me on stream by the way link in the description uh guys unless we're playing tomb raider i am not playing a single player game once tomb raider is over stream nights we're gonna shift gears to world of warcraft we're gonna do our jimmy coon playthrough but that's, you know, that's a whole story for another time. So all in all, Bungie dropped the Vidoc. I got my collector's edition. And then two days later, right? Mm -hmm. Two days later, they dropped the launch trailer. And Luke Smith did an exclusive interview on Twitch Gaming's uh, live stream. Yeah, which was just out of the blue for me. I think I, I even missed it. And I caught it on the run back. But mm -hmm. 
I, I was watching it before we started this, and the TWAB is super spicy. So yeah, definitely read definitely read the TWAB if you haven't what if you haven't watched any of the videos yet and you sat through this entire thing, go watch them. You yeah. just owe it to yourself. I have I think the last time I was this excited for something, to be honest, was Kingdom Hearts 3. That's a bold claim. That I is, mean, I don't disagree, but that's yeah. I I sat there at work today after watching the WoW video and the the trailer. Mm -hmm. And like today was one of those days where like at that point the energy drained from my body, but like my soul just felt happy. Oh, I was that like made my soul shiver. I was like, you're telling me I get to go on all new adventures in World of Warcraft and Destiny. And I will uh -huh. have, even if I choose not to ask for any games for Christmas, that I can spend the rest of 2020 playing these games and just be incredibly happy. And I don't have to rush to do a single thing. Mm -hmm. That that just that honestly made my week. Like I'm gonna get Legend. So I guess to wrap this up because we're just about at 45 minutes. What are you doing to prep? And we could talk about this more in depth next week, which I think we might. But what mm -hmm. are you just as a general, like broad stroke of a statement? What are you are, are you are you prepping for Beyond Light? And will you be playing Destiny from now until the 10th? Uh, so I'm going to be helping people finish some things up, making sure all loose ends are tied up. But I'm going to be cleaning out my vault, making sure there's a lot of space. I'm going to be getting rid of any quests that I don't need and are going to be deprecated. Like, I just either I'm not interested or I have no chance of finishing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to be getting rid of those. And once my vault is clear, I'm going to make sure that my quest log is completely full of bounties. So, like, I'm going to delete the Chalice of Opulence because it's going away anyhow. I'm getting rid of a whole bunch. I'm getting rid of my yeah. synthesizer because I'm not going to go back and do Reckoning. And once my bounty... Away. Yeah, once my battle log is completely full, I aside from those loose ends and aside from playing Crucible because I'm bored, I am not playing Destiny until Beyond Light because I want to go in as fresh as possible. But I also want to go in as prepared as possible. That's fair. I think uh, what I'm going to end up doing is I'm still working for my fifth legend rank mm -hmm. for Redrix, which I'm already, I think I'm mythic already. I think we ended on mythic last night. I don't remember. Okay or fabled whatever we ended with when we stopped playing but yeah it's triple valor i can literally get that in a day if mm -hmm. i do bounties on all three characters and we win a couple matches yeah uh thorn i'm at like 90 something percent i think i'm almost at 100 percent for the hand cannon kills mm -hmm. so like if i get that neat but like everything else there's no way i'm not gonna like sit there and grind lost sectors and strikes to get wendigo and um got edgewise like as much as i yeah. wanted it it's just at this point i've spent all season grinding for the things that i want uh i'm not gonna grind prophecy because it's gonna come back so i can get the dido set on my titan later i have mm -hmm. the seasonal armor i have the title for the season i have the the not god rolls but i have the rolls for the seasonal weapons that i want mm-hmm and it's gonna be hard even Bungie said it in the twab it's like listen it's gonna some things hold sentimental value but you know it's it's okay you just gotta let them go because they were talking about the ramen coupons that have literally yeah. no purpose but sentimental 
Yeah. So I'm going to go into my characters. I'm going to put the seasonal armor on for all my characters and delete every single other piece of armor in my inventory and in my vault. Wow. And then once I get legend, if I get thorn, cool. If not, once I hit legend, I'm not going to play destiny the week before. I'll probably play world of Warcraft. I'll probably play outer worlds, mm -hmm. call of duty even. But what I'll do is right before the Sunday before reset for beyond light, I'm going to go in every weapon that is not equipped minus like xenophage and like maybe my cqc every other weapon is going in the vault because when i go into beyond when i go into beyond light i want every character to have space yeah i'm literally going to just dismantle every shader yeah except like maybe maybe the season of arrivals ones maybe but like i'm mm -hmm. going to dismantle pretty much everything at this point i want to go in with as fresh of a slate as possible and then uh just expect more destiny focused podcasts coming uh probably for the rest of november until things kind of settle um which will probably be post raid day mm-hmm um but yeah do you have uh you have anything else to add no i mean it's a lot of content to wait through you know uh there's a lot of prep to do but mostly just excited well then if you don't have anything to add i think it's time to wrap this up uh as always thank you so much for listening normally we record this live on twitch the link is in the description it usually happens every thursday at 6 p.m eastern standard time uh until next time Remember to stretch, remember to rest, remember to eat good food, keep gaming, and God, I butchered that, but uh, don't forget to live feast game. We'll see you in the next one. Bye.